week, we started the sermon series on battlegrounds. We, are, we gave an introduction and we are going to continue that sermon series for a couple of more weeks. In fact, we are going to visit a couple of battlegrounds in the Old Testament to understand the kind of war that was won or lost in those battles and reflect those battles on the current life of a child of God, a believer of God, in fact, a New Testament believer. And try to understand the kind of attacks that are there, right there, over anyone who is a follower of Jesus Christ. And today we are going to talk about the battleground of Red Sea. Can you say that with me? The battleground of Red Sea. Can you be a little more louder, everybody? Together, the battleground of Red Sea. And before we get on to the details, shall we all stand for a moment for the declaration of war and this is our declaration let's read out loud together and let's mean what we read let's go we declare that we are in war with the kingdom of darkness our war is not a physical war as we don't fight against flesh and blood we will not give up we will not compromise we will not lose our focus we will fight and gain victory we are more than conquerors we will make damage to the kingdom of darkness we don't fight on our own strength we fight in the name of jesus who stripped the principalities and the powers of darkness at the cross we are not alone in this battle the captain of our army is marching forward go ahead We wear the whole armor of God, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of the gospel, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, the word of God. And we are ready for the battle. In Jesus' name, we declare, we affirm, and we engage ourselves in war. Amen. Please be seated. So we are going to read from Exodus chapter 14. If you have your Bibles, or your cell phones, you can just, you know, turn to that page and just, you know, keep a placeholder there. Exodus chapter 14. So before we go to read the chapter in detail, I would like to give a little history. Lucifer, how many of us know him? Yes? Some of you do not know him? How many of us know him? Lucifer. Hello? Yes, blessing? Okay, right. So, yes, yes, yes. So, Lucifer was not really happy about what is going on, what was going on in the heavenly realms. Because he found that God was exalted and he was enthroned and he was worshipped. And Lucifer did not like, he wanted to ascend into the heavens and he wanted to be like the Most High. That's what Bible says. He wanted to be like God. He wanted to be like the Most High God. When children of Israel were increasing Abundantly, multiplying and growing mighty, Satan was not happy about it. When children of Israel, they were growing, they were multiplying, they were all happy, happily living in Egypt. Who was not happy? Satan was not happy about it. He set the heart of Pharaoh to deal with them harshly. Bible says he sets taskmasters to afflict them with heavy burden. They were increasing their workload double, triple. 
And they were afflicting the children of God over the land in, of Egypt. But the more they afflict, what Bible says? They were more, they were multiplying. Are you happy this morning? Amen. I want to hear a couple of amens this morning. You know, I, otherwise then I can't just go. Yes, children of God. You know, they were multiplying. The more they were oppressed, the more they were afflicted. But they were growing. That's what the word of God says. So the king told the Hebrew midwives. To whom? Not the Egyptian midwives. Hebrew midwives. To kill all the Hebrew male child at the time of birth. But that was not effective. That was not effective. Then Pharaoh commanded all the male children at the time of birth need to be thrown into the river. That was the command which was given. You know, devil is not happy when things are going well in our lives. Listen to me this morning. Devil is not at all happy when your family flourishing. When your children are growing in the Lord, when you're you know, having such a deep faith in God, we want to serve God, we want to follow God, we are totally sold out to God, we want to do something for God. You know, devil is not happy at all. He wants to destroy. He wants to destroy because devil always, from the beginning till today and till the end, he is working against the kingdom of God. He's not against us, but he's against God. And because he's against God, and because you love God, he's also against you and me. So he sends affliction on our way. He wants to destroy us. He wants to destroy our children. He wants to make sure that they walk away from God. They do not, they, they don't follow anymore God. And we see in that way, devil touching the generations. You know, he is not very careful, you know, not too much minded about you because you are already 51. How many more years do you have? 20 years? We don't know. Devil is not concerned about you. I mean, of course, he is concerned about you, but he is more concerned about whom? The children. Your youth, those who are in youth. Those who are in schools, those who are infants, those who are unborn, children, the devil is very careful about them. He wants to destroy because he doesn't want you to generate a godly generation. You know, he is very careful about it. The reason why devil did not like the children of God multiplying because they were multiplying, they are growing, they are flourishing and devil did not like that. And he is touching our lives. Now God looked at the affliction of his people and he sent Moses. We know the story, the deliverer. But Bible says Pharaoh's heart was hardened. His heart became heavy and very hard. He refused to release the children of Israel. And how many plague came upon the Egyptians? How many plague? Anybody who was in the Sunday school? Ten, seven? Ten, seven, how many plagues? Lord help us, oh God, here this morning. How many plagues? Ten plagues came upon the Egyptians. And Bible says Pharaoh did not agree to send the children of Israel. And the final plague came upon the Egyptians. That took away the lives of the firstborn in every family in Egypt. Now Pharaoh realized it's better to send them. It's better to send them. You know somebody is working against in your life. 
and very soon he will realize it is time to let you go otherwise you are a danger to him otherwise you are a threat to him they are going to realize the days are going to come and they will realize it is very dangerous to touch and to deal with you because you are a child of God anointed by God and Pharaoh realized that it is time to leave them go and he let them go let the children of Israel along with their livestock but you know what even after sending them Bible says Pharaoh decided to pursue them in the wilderness and he came to them with his houses and chariots to get them back to put them in slavery you know that's what devil tries he wants us to back to him he wants you know you are you gave your life to jesus and you want to follow the lord you want to follow him you know closely but now the devil wants you to wants to take you back and he wants to take you and put you in the same place where you were listen to me 5 years ago 10 years ago that's what the devil was trying the pharaoh was trying trying in the among the children of god the enemy doesn't want us want us to leave him in a moment at times we think that okay i had such a great trouble in my family now it looks like everything is okay looks like everything is settled down settling down you just come out of one issue and there is another issue on your way there is another trouble on your way you thought that it's all done but it's not done the devil is trying to follow us even in the wilderness even in the wilderness we think that we have escaped the hands of the enemy but not really he's still following us he's still following us let's turn to exodus chapter 14 if you can exodus chapter 14 now i would like to divide the entire chapter exodus chapter 14 into five five sections just for our easy understanding number 1 can you read that with me enemies determination verses 1 through 9 enemies determination number 2 our desperation number 3 god's provision number 4 god's protection number 5 enemies destruction let's do that again enemies determination our desperation god's provision god's protection and enemies destruction you know i was thinking about this all oh okay i was thinking about this if you know if god would not have listen to me if god would not have parted the red sea imagine this pharaoh's army would have really killed all the children of israel or by looking at the army of pharaoh children of israel would have jumped into the red sea one after the other and died or Pharaoh would have taken everybody back in bondage back into bondage three possibilities thank god god moved on our behalf now as pharaoh was trying to destroy god's people you know pharaoh was very furious and he wanted to destroy god's people the same way the devil is trying to destroy our family and there is no doubt about it he has determined to drag the entire family with him into the lake of fire can you say lake of fire lake of fire if pharaoh was casting them to chasing them following them thinking that eventually they will be drowned in the lake in the in the, in the sea in the red sea devil is working aggressively in our lives in our families because eventually he wanted to take us into the lake of fire 
Let's go to chapter 14. Number one, let's talk a little bit about enemy's destruction. Let's read verses one through three. Now the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the children of Israel that they turn and camp between Pihoherot, between Migdal and the sea opposite Belzephon, you shall camp before it by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are bewildered by the land. The wilderness has closed them in. Verse 4. Let's read 4 2. Then I will harden Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them, and I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army, that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. Especially verse 3 says, for Pharaoh will say of the, you know, this is what the devil says. Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are bewildered by the land. The wilderness has closed them in. What does it mean? What does the devil think about us? What does the devil talk about us? You know, devil thinks that we are bewildered means we are confused. We are disoriented. That's what the devil thinks about us. Pharaoh thought they are bewildered, they are confused. They do not know where to go, what to do, and they are just overwhelmed by seeing the wilderness around them. Devil thinks that we don't have a place to go. Pharaoh was thinking, children of Israel, they are there in the wilderness. Now they think that they don't have a place to go. They are all confused now. They do not know what to do. The statement of Pharaoh. That's what exactly the devil thinks about our lives. And verse 4, God says, Then I will harden Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them. And I will gain honor over Pharaoh, over all his army. Pharaoh thought he can take honor. But you know, God says, I will take honor. There's a struggle. Who will take the honor? Pharaoh thing that they thought that, you know, I will go and get them back into slavery so that I will take honor. And God says, I will take honor. You know, devil thinks that he can exalt himself above God. That was the original devil. He still tried to do that. He tried, still tried to take honor over our lives and over our families. But God says that you are a chosen vessel. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy, holy nation, a peculiar people who are called to bring light into the darkness. But devil says, no, 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 no. I will take honor over our lives. Verse 5 says, now it was told the king of Egypt that the people had fled. And the heart of Pharaoh and his servants was turned against the people and they said why have we done this that we have let israel go from serving us see the conflict devil wants you to serve him devil wants his people to serve him you know that's the reason devil has had to open up so many shops around us people will go there and they will eventually serve the devil not god but god says I will separate you because you are a chosen generation and you don't have any fellowship with darkness. 
because you are called to light and you don't have any fellowship with Belial and because you are a child of God I want to separate you from this wicked generation and because God says I want you to serve me I am called you are called to serve me and verses 6 through 7 Pharaoh sent all his horses and chariots can you imagine Pharaoh sending all the horses and chariots towards the Red Sea and his horsemen came there. An army, great army came there to attack God's people. We are talking about the determination of the devil, of Pharaoh. Pharaoh was sending an attack over the children of Israel. Listen to me. He sent his horses and chariots. What does it mean, horses and chariots? Horses and chariots, they stand for strength. Horses mighty. They stand for strength. So he came to attack the children of Israel with all his might, with all his power, with all his strength, like a rushing wind, like a rushing water, a mighty wind, with all power. There is no doubt the devil has destroyed, so the devil has determined to destroy our lives. You know, listen to me this morning, we need to be careful. As children of God, as a church of God, God wants us to be careful because he has determined number two. Let's look at our desperation. If we can read verses 10 through 12 with me. And when Pharaoh drew near, Pharaoh is coming closer to the children of Israel. Children of Israel lifted their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid. Can you say very afraid? They were just very afraid seeing Pharaoh and his army. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, because there was no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away from, to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us to, out of Egypt? Verse 12, in this not the word that we told, is it not the word that we told you in Egypt saying, let us alone that we might serve the Egyptians, for it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. They were so afraid. Our desperation. When there is an attack on our lives, we are so desperate. We are so worried. You know, many times when people come and share their prayer request to us, we listen to their prayer request. We, we, we feel sympathy for what they are going through. We have compassion. We pray with them. And we just, you know, continue to remember them and continue to pray for them. But those who are going through that trouble in their lives, those who are really going through that sickness, that desperate situation in their lives, they know the pain of it. They know the struggle of it. At times we are desperate for help. There is no doubt because we are all human. How high we may be in our spiritual lives, still we are human. When that attacks us, we are in trouble. We are in trouble. I experienced that three, years, three weeks before when I was sitting at the side of my mother as she was facing death. I experienced that. Somebody texted me and saying that, I don't know about you, you may, be, you, may, you may be rejoicing now, you may not really feel anything bad because you're a pastor. I said, that's not true. Your perspective may be different than what I think. Maybe different, but we go through it when it comes to our life. When we come to our own blood, we feel the pain of it. There is no doubt about it. We are desperate. Children of Israel, they were desperate. They desperately wanted to go back to Egypt. You know, that was their 
decision. If there is any chance given, they would have gone to ran to Egypt. But then when they turn back, who's standing there? Pharaoh. They can't even run. They poured all their frustration to Moses. They cried out saying, it would have been better for us to continue in slavery than dying in the wilderness. You know, it makes sense. If we put our, ourselves in their shoes and understand what they are talking about. You know, we see the desperate situation of people when the attack comes on our lives. When people come to Christ, do you remember the struggles they have in their families? They struggle to withstand the challenges. Especially people who are coming to Christ from other religion. Especially the restricted nations, you know, when people come to Christ, they have so much of challenge to deal with. And at times, you know, even it makes us to think, why did I accept this God? He's, it's so heavy on me. The persecution is so heavy on me. Think of such scenarios where Children's life of, lives are taken in front of the parents for the sake of the cross. Obviously, their inner voice says, why did they come to this Jesus at all? They were so desperate. When we came to this nation, we prayed about it. We had the guidance of the Holy Spirit, voice of the Holy Spirit. But now when we come here, we struggle over it. We find it difficult we don't have people to talk to. We desperately, we want to go back to our nation. In our spiritual life, when we take a step to grow in the Lord, when we take a step to pray more and come closer to God, we see the struggles. We are pulled back miserably. And at times we are disappointed. What is this life? I want to come out of my limitations. I'm not able to pray. I'm not able to do anything. But outside I'm expected to put a show in front of people. How can I get out of it? Desperate situation. Enemy is very powerful. Bringing the desperation in our lives. The worry. The fear. The anxiety. He brings in our lives. And he makes us to lose our strength. How many times that you felt that you know, your strength is lost totally? Can I see a witness here? Any times did you feel that your strength? Yes, yes, I know. All of us. We feel that we are just totally lost our strength. We don't have any more strength. There comes the provision of God. Verse 13. Verse 13. Let's read verse 13. Just 13 alone. And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more. Forever, forever, you will not see them again forever. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Promise of God. The word of God, powerful. When we are attacked... When we are in the desperate situation to get out of our situation. Always we hear a voice. Can I see a witness? Can I hear a witness here? Anybody? Yes? Yes? When we are in a desperate situation, we hear a voice. We hear a voice. You know, such an amazing God we serve. Always God sends his messenger. 
Always God sends somebody to encourage you, somebody to speak to you. And here we see Moses bringing the word of encouragement and the word of hope in the midst of despair, in the midst of hopeless situation. You know, I would say this is the providential care of God for his children. The preordained, the predestined, only for God's children, such a care is available. When you go through such a situation, you hear a voice. You hear a voice. Amen? You hear a voice. Remember when Hagar was so desperate in the wilderness, she, she did not want to see the child dying. She called, and Bible says, angel of God answered her from heaven. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? When Elijah was laying down under the broom tree, sleeping under the broom tree, he was desperately, very deeply discouraged. And the angel of God touched Elijah and said, Arise and eat. He heard a voice. What about our Lord Jesus Christ? He was very deeply sorrowful and very deeply distressed in the garden of Gethsemane. And Bible says, an angel of God appeared from heaven and the angel strengthened him. We are talking about Moses standing in the middle of the crowd and telling everybody, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Children of Israel, when they were threatened by the enemy and they were desperately looking for help, they were desperately, they wanted to go back. Moses stood in the middle and said, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. We are talking about the provision of God. It is available only for a child of God. Only for a child of God. Number four. God's protection. Verse 19, we read verse 19 through 22. And the angel of God who went before the camp of Israel. Look at this. The amazing move of God. You know, that's how God works. When the enemy is working against us, we see God moving in the same fashion at times. And the angel of God who went before the camp of Israel moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud went from before them and stood behind them. So it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. Thus it was a cloud and darkness to the one. And it gave light by night to the other. So that the one did not come near the other all that night verse 21 then moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the lord caused the sea to go back by the strong east wind all that night and made the sea into dry land and the waters were divided so the children of israel went into the midst of the sea on the dry ground and the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and on their left amen you know pharaoh was so determined there is no doubt about it Listen to the scenario here. He was so determined to destroy the children of God or to get them back into the slavery. Now when children of God, when children of Israel, when they thought and they realized for a moment it's all over. Because there is an attack coming on their way. They thought it's all over when they left Egypt. They thought we can forget our pharaoh but our pharaoh seems to be following we thought it's over one blood work the issue was diagnosed we met the doctor we thought it's all over but you know what that continues that continues they thought it's all over now it's coming again to attack 
And the attack comes from the same devil. Not another devil. It's the same devil. It's the same devil who continues. But listen to this. Earlier, at least they were in their familiar place. You know, that makes a huge difference now. The attack came earlier too. But they were in their own houses. They were in their own communities. They knew where to go and hide. Pharaoh was searching and they knew where to hide. The taskmasters were searching for more labor, but they know where to go, where to hide. But now they are totally in a new place. They are in the wilderness, listen to me. And Red Sea is in front of them, Pharaoh's army behind. They were desperately looking for an escape. Just want to talk to you this morning. Have you been in that situation ever? Yes. In our times, we were taken out of the familiar place. And we are put in a place that is not familiar to us. We look at the people around us. They are not familiar to us. They look strangers. They look strangers. We are not sure which direction to turn. We are not sure to whom to go and ask for help. We do not know. At times we feel that feel like we are threatened. We are threatened. We are afraid. And you know what? People who are once friends, they are no more friends because you are following Jesus. Because you choose to follow God. Because you choose to say no to their friendship. And they were friends with you one time, but now they are no more friends. In fact, now they are your enemies. Can you imagine? Now they are your enemies. In your spiritual life, in our spiritual lives, I want you to think about for a moment. We can very easily get into such a situation where we feel like we are having a direct war, direct encounter with the devil himself. You know, how many of us get up in the middle of the night with a nightmare and with dreams and scream and say that, Lord, I need help. Can, I, can somebody pray for me? I'm afraid. I'm worried. Children of Israel, in a natural sense, they don't have any hope. Can you say no hope? They don't have any hope. They are literally concerned from every direction. They are literally attacked from every direction. There is only one way. What is that way? Only one way is to trust God. Can you say trust God? There is only one way is to trust God and only God alone. But remember what God spoke just now. You know, that's where you need to remember. The word of the Lord. The voice of the Holy Spirit. What did God say? Do not be afraid. Are you with me? Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Can you say that again? Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You know, that's what God has spoken to them. And you know what? Our God is such a God. He will never leave us in that position forever. He brings rescue. Can you say rescue? He always brings rescue in our situation. Because remember, he's a God of promise. You know, listen to this. This is very interesting. That's the reason David, David said, this is what David said. He said, he prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Can you imagine God preparing a table? Table talks about luxury, table talks about good living, table talks about, you know, well-being and everything. And God, David says, listen to me, this is what David says, and he says, God prepares a table in front of your enemies, in the midst of your weakness. 
in the midst of your struggle, in the midst of your limitations, in the midst of your discouragement and sickness and disappointment, David says, he prepares a table before, my, before your enemies. And Bible also says, David again says, he will soon cut off your enemies and he will turn his hand against God and you just watch. And he says, he will deliver you from the hands of your enemies and from those who persecute you. You know, our God is a God who doesn't allow us to go forever. And that's the reason Bible says in prophet Isaiah says in 59, 19, when the enemy comes like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a banner against him. When the, can you say that with me? When the enemy comes like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard or a banner against him. You know, he is a God who is always concerned about our safety, who is always concerned about our protection. Just bear with me a few more minutes. Now God is about to fight the battle. This is very interesting. God is about to fight the battle for the children of Israel. Now the angel, listen to this, the angel and the pillar of cloud, they were going forward. And now God said, commanded the angel to go backward. And the angel went behind and the pillar of cloud went behind and stood between God's people and the Pharaoh's army. And Bible says, the same cloud that gave light to the children of Israel became a dark cloud for the Egyptian. Can you imagine? Pharaoh could not touch anyone. Pharaoh could not touch anyone. You know, when David said, now I realize that when Psalm 91, 7, David says, a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Can you say that with me and, and claim that promise? A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Children of Israel, standing in front of the Pharaoh's army, were totally cut off from the army, even though they are just very close by the angel and by the pillar of cloud. Remember, we cannot handle this enemy with whom we are fighting. You know, we are trying to handle the enemy that is fighting in our mind. We are trying to handle the enemy that is trying to fight in our, in our mind and trying to put us down, taking us through a very desperate, very discouraging situation. Sometimes, you know, people go to the doctor, I want you to go and tell this to the, your friend. They go to the doctor, but there is no cure for the depression. They go to psychiatrics, you know, but there is no fix for that illness. Because the mind is attacked. The mind is under attack because mind is one of the battlegrounds of the enemy. We need the supernatural touch of God. Because we are fighting in the battleground of mind. And now the victory comes and the Lord God parted the Red Sea into two. And made the children of Israel to walk through. The dry land, can you imagine? And I was imagining how many people were there. Can you make a guess how many people were there? Bible says how many there were? 600,000 people, 1,000 male were there. Can you have the statistics? How many adults were there? 600,000 males. And obviously there were how many female approximately? 
another 600,000. And I would imagine three, two to three children in family, you know, that will add up some, you know, 2,400,000 and their livestock and cattle and flocks and herds and everything put together, 3,600,000 people. And you know, estimated by the commanders, most common estimate is around 4 million to 6 million people. Can you imagine? How many? 4 million to 6 million people. Now when the Lord parted the Red Sea and all this 4 million to 6 million people and along with their cattle, they were walking to cross the Red Sea. They were walking to cross the Red Sea. You know, our God is a big God. Our God is a mighty God. You know, at times we put him down. At times we think so low about ourselves and even so low about our God. He's a big God. He's a mighty God. You know, imagine the pillar of cloud holding Pharaoh's army there. They could not move until the four, four, four million to six million people crossed. The, the, the pillar of cloud was holding Pharaoh's army and that was holding until the last animal crossed the Red Sea. The pillar of cloud was holding Pharaoh's army. They could not enter. They could not enter. If God could do that for the children of Israel, I believe he can do it for us. And God is telling us this morning, just do not hold on to your situation. You know, at times we pray about it and we try to hold on in our situations, but it's not going to help. God is telling us, just give it to God because he is a mighty God. The way he works is supernatural. It's supernatural. God is saying that you hand over that to the mantle to God. And after that, don't touch that matter. Once you give that to God, do not worry about that. And you trust him and you move forward because there is nothing he can do naturally. There is nothing he can do naturally. And this is what I put anyway. You can do nothing about it. Can you read that with me? Anyway. Can you say I? Can you say I instead of you? Anyway. Nothing about it. Only God can do something about it. So stop. Worry. Can you talk to your soul this morning? Can you talk to you within you this morning? And can you tell within you to your soul? Anyway, I can do nothing about it. Only God can do something about it. My soul, my soul, stop worrying. Number five, enemy's destruction. I'll close this quickly. Verses 23 to 31. Children of Israel, standing in the battleground of Red Sea, supernaturally crossed to the other side of the sea. Now the enemy is following them. Now the enemy is following them. There is no way God's people could fight against the enemy. Now only one thing they could do, Psalm 91.8, that's what they could do. What does it say, Psalm 91.8? Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. That's what we want to see. Only with our eyes we want to see and see the reward of the wicked. The enemy that is rising against your life is going to fall down. Bible says in verse 25, the Lord took of their chariots wheels. Can you imagine Lord will work that way? He went and took all the chariot wheels. Now chariots could not move forward. They could not even walk. They could not even run. They were struggling in the dry land. It's happened to be a dry land still. Our God said Moses to stretch his hand towards over the sea. 
And the sea returned. And the sea covered the entire army of Pharaoh. Not even one was left. Everyone was drowned. You know, I want you to think about it. Pharaoh, never in his lifetime, would have thought his demise is going to be in the Red Sea. Pharaoh would have never imagined. Many times he would have come to the ocean, come to the seashore, but he would have never thought the Red Sea is going to be his final location. You know, that today the way the devil is fighting against the children of God, it looks like that he has forgotten, listen to me, he has forgotten that the lake of fire is waiting for him. Listen to me. The way he is aggressive with your family, the way he is aggressive against your children, the way he is aggressive against your health condition, looks like he has forgotten that he has kept to be thrown into the lake of fire. Listen to me for a few minutes. Bible says in Revelation 20, verse 10, the devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast who are all there the beast and the false prophets are there and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever pharaoh thought the children of israel are going to be drowned in the red sea but he never realized that god's people are protected and delivered you know devil today fights with us and he takes control over our lives. He takes control over our children's life, thinking that they will be thrown, our family will be thrown into the lake of fire. You know, but our Redeemer has already fixed that problem. Amen? Jesus had already fixed that problem at the cross. And I believe that's why Paul writes this. That's what Paul and Silas, they said this. Say that with me and claim this promise for your children this morning. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You, and you will be saved, you and your household. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved and you and your household will be saved. And today morning, we want to let the devil know this. Joshua 24 verse 15 Bible says, But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua 24 15, the last end of it. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The devil thinks that he can throw into the lake of fire but God says this morning he has already fixed that problem at the cross the battleground of Red Sea the children of Israel they won that battle on that day and today the devil is battling against our mind our body and our soul and causing us to worry but you remember God has already sent the deliverer and he is going to part the Red Sea and he is going to take us to the eternal heaven. Amen. Shall we all stand for a moment this morning?